Hello, and welcome to Backstage Buddies. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm Jason. I'm Joe. And we are two theater professionals in Northeast Ohio here to talk about the art we create and consume. What happened? I don't know. Something caught in my throat. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And Mrs. Doubtfired it. Perfect. I'm glad you didn't stop. Yeah, I thought about it. And then I just didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good, yeah. good choice. <laughs> it's a choice, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And into uh, rehearsals now. So, yeah, yeah. First time in a long time. For the we have... first time in forever. <laughs> it's been a while since like we have not been in the same project. I know. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My team won last night. Which is, yeah, super awesome. But it was a really boring game. Yeah, it's just it's just boring. It's yeah, all boring nowadays. Yeah, that that one was boring. I mean, like the last few years haven't been boring at all. The games themselves, but it was a pretty boring game. Yeah, three to nothing at halftime. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, nothing's happening. But of course, I was happy because yeah, I was I was not sad to have been missing it because of rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you missed an instant classic or anything. Right. It's like. This will easily be forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the halftime show I thought was not good. Yeah, I heard it was pretty mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. His voice sounded weird to me. I heard about that. The yeah. uh the onion headline today was a Super Bowl halftime show marred by functioning sound system. <laughs> which which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um Yeah, but like he I don't know, yeah, I was very underwhelmed. Maybe he was sick. Maybe. He definitely wasn't hitting some of the right notes. <laughs> Maybe he was drunk. It's possible. He was hopped up on that booger sugar. The what now? Booger sugar? <laughs> oh, I get it. Cocaine. I get it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a new little avengers endgame yes spot yeah i saw that cool. there was also yeah. a, a spot for captain marvel yeah which yeah was also cool yeah i feel like there was oh the game of thrones ad was fun that was great yeah i thought that was pretty fun yeah supposedly like that they when they were talking about i read a little bit if you didn't see it it's a, a super bowl spot where you know the bud light has like the bud light night right. or whatever the fuck yeah dilly and, dilly, uh, um, and it was a joust, and uh, it turned out he was jousting against uh, the mountain, yeah. who <laughs> knocked him off his horse and then crushed his head, and then a dragon <laughs> like yeah. uh, ignited Killed the, everybody. the playing field. <laughs> so, like, yeah, theoretically, I, I read they were talking about it, and <laughs> and Budweiser was actually like, if we're going to do this, you, I need you to kill the Bud Light Knight. Whoa. <laughs> and they were like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah. It would be cool if they if that was the end of that whole ad campaign. It should be. And like, that's how it... <laughs> Those characters are all dead now. Yeah, it's a perfect fitting end. <laughs> yeah. They should just let it go, move on. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Those were the ads I really remember the most. Yeah. There were those uh, scary stories to tell in the dark oh, spots. Oh, yeah. Which that looks... Yeah. That looks creepy. Yeah, it does look creepy. Yeah. They they did a really good job of um, capturing the visuals from the, yeah, from which, the books. Which, which sucks because the visuals are really scary. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's really good that they were that, like, faithful. Because that's part of what made those 
right. those yeah. books so good and so yeah. uh, long lasting is those images were just like Ooh. yeah. So it's really cool that they were that faithful and were able to kind of capture that in a a film, but oof. Yeah, I think I'll pass on going to see this one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I might as well. The one I really didn't like was with the girl. She had like, ooh yeah, the the, the bright red spot yeah, is, is the the name of the story. It's I like think yeah, what looks like an insect leg coming out of her face. Yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, nursty. Gross. I also like there was a fun ad of. Uh, I can't quite remember what it was for now. Maybe it was just for the NFL or something, but it was like a, it was like this sort of white tie or like black tie thing with all uh-huh. these football players, like current and past and like at this thing. And then like, there's a football cake topper thing that falls over and then they kind of all go nuts, like going after the football. Then it's all oh. these like classic, old players and like new guys and they are running around like tearing the place up it's pretty fun that sounds fun yeah yeah other than that though i was not super blown away by any of the commercials have you heard uh or did did you hear about um skittles commercial the musical no or skittles advertisement the musical so like this (laughs) was a thing apparently before the super bowl Skittles was like, we're doing an advertisement, but it's not going to air. Like, you can't see it. Um, And in actuality, it is a stage performance featuring Michael C. Hall. What? And Yeah. And so everybody was like, okay. And sure enough, there was a a one-performance-only live musical starring Michael C. Hall that was just a long Skittles commercial. <laughs> but it was like you could only see it if you... You, were... you could only like go to the theater <laughs> and see it. What? Yeah. I read an article about it today. That's like completely bonkers. Yeah, it's fascinating. How... <clears throat> I mean, I just wonder how the economics on that work. How was that more... Like, how was that better than them paying for a Super Bowl ad? I mean... That got seen by however many millions of people. Well, I'll tell you one way it's better. I didn't watch, and I'm talking about Skittles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. and that's such a weird gamble. It's so weird. Well, apparently the the mind behind it, like the guy who wrote it, um, it, the the music and lyrics and the the show and everything, uh, is the same guy who's behind those Old Spice commercials with Terry Crews. Yeah. And I think he's he's yeah. also behind um, I do like. a lot of the other Skittles commercials that are just fucking weird. That are weird, yeah, like with Skittles pox. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The girl, like, picks off a Skittle. Skittle, yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, apparently, like, that's... This is, like, this dude's thing, is wow. people hire him, and he has this way of, like, transcending... <laughs> normal advertisement and he makes weird shit wow, and michael c hall too How yeah random. michael c hall <laughs> that's so yeah. cool wow yeah so that, that is really weird that happened wow it's fascinating it was a uh, the article i read was on polygon.com um they actually went to see it um and wow. and yeah so Did they say if it's know. good or not well they they, it's they just were a like Skittles ad, i guess i mean yeah they were like 
more than that because there is this like plot where it's basically Michael C. Hall wondering if he's like making the right choice as an actor by choosing to do a Skittles huh. commercial. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> and then like because I was literally just thinking that just now, like Michael C. I wonder what what is that rehearsal process like where this guy's like. I played Dexter. I've been on Broadway. Now, like, I'm totally selling out to do a school. So that's kind of fun that that's what it was about. Yeah, (laughs) it was a very meta narrative. And then it, (laughs) of course, goes off the rails. But yeah, there were like, it's a fascinating article. Uh, I don't think it was that long. Mm. I think it was like. I think the rights are available. I don't think so. (laughs) I think this was probably a one-time only deal, if I had to guess. I'll do a three-week run of the Skittles. Of of Skittles commercial, the musical, yeah. (laughs) That is completely already. Yeah, this new trailer didn't really do much for me. I mean, like, they didn't show anything. They did show one big thing. Yeah. Cap getting his shield Yeah, that was awesome. And Rocket meeting up like hanging yeah. out with with everybody yeah which is weird yeah i wondered if we would see if we would get like a little teeny taste of cap and tony like standing next to each other or something i don't but think like, so yeah they're probably gonna save that up yeah they're not gonna let us see that kevin Feige has said that they are at least for the time being the advertisements are only going to use footage from the first 20 minutes of the film because wow. they and a couple of people have pointed out there's a couple shots they're they're assuming that the trailer footage has been heavily edited right um because there are a couple shots of like groups of people where there's a conspicuously large gap between two of the people and huh. so they're like who's there that they're oh, not showing us right well and also it's possible <clears throat> to remember the big money shot from one of the infinity war trailers was like them clearly in Wakanda, he, he isn't right. So you know that's I, I've seen all kinds of speculation about <clears throat> well maybe, maybe that's actually from the sequel, yeah, but like I, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It is likely they just it created is, yeah. it for the trailer. Who knows? But yeah, but it's still yeah. very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I thought we might get a teaser where we got the title of Star Wars announced. Yeah, I wondered. Yeah, because it seems like we knew by now what last jedi was going to be called didn't we? i think so because the next one's coming out comes out december next december yeah, yeah. Hmm. which is coming up i know i'm excited They're, they've been so tight-lipped about yeah. information normally i like have heard some rumors i like seen some things here and there but maybe they're trying to like to create that sort of buzz and anticipation on the heels of solo not doing well maybe financially you know like they I think you they would... kind of took a bath on Solo, and so yeah. now, well, and that was like after that, they they then all of a sudden didn't they kind of cut back on how many Star Wars movies they were going to do and release? And yeah, a year? they they took a step back and put like all film projects on hold except hmm. for Episode Nine. It's funny that because um, Solo, it didn't bomb, did it? It just didn't do super well. It, it it depends on how you define bomb. Like uh-huh. for Disney, it bombed. Like, did it not make as uh, as much as it cost to make? Did I'm they not take a loss. Sure, or just... I don't know that they took a loss. I I'm pretty sure they didn't take a loss worldwide. Sure. In the U.S., it did not do great. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's something bad enough for them to to temporarily put all their other projects <clears throat> on hold. Right. It seems like an extreme measure. 
But, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. And we won. Yeah, you won. <laughs> yeah. The world either lost or was bored, one of the two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. How are rehearsals going? Uh, rehearsals are going really well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm currently in rehearsals for The Lion in Winter with Ohio Shakespeare Festival. It opens in like two and a half weeks, I think. That's it? Uh, wow. Yeah, two weeks from Friday. Wow. Yeah, it's not a super long rehearsal process. No. I think it was uh, worked out to only be like two and a half weeks in tech. Wow. Which is great. I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, it's not like, what else are you going to spend the time on? Right. Um, but yeah, we have pretty much the whole show blocked. I think we have one more scene that we're going to do tomorrow. And then, wow. And then, yeah, we, we started. Great. First read through was last Wednesday. So, so yeah. Wow, it's, that's great. We're moving quickly through that. And then there will just be Working. polishing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, right I'm, where you want I'm to be. I'm excited. But yeah, it's going really well. Really good cast. Yeah. Um, everybody seems to be clicking pretty well and, mm-hmm. and working together. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's cool. it's good. It's going great. Awesome. I like the character. I like yeah. the play. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope I get to see it. I might not be able to. You motherfucker. I know. I, I really want to. It's a really good cast. And it's a play I don't know at all. Like, I've never read it. And I've never seen the movie. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if... I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Yeah, probably not. Maybe you can, I don't know, sneak into a rehearsal or something. Yeah. I thought of that. Well, maybe you have, you have different. I do have different days off. I've got like weird. Yeah. It's kind of a weird schedule. Tuesday and Wednesday are my off days. Okay. So I could so, maybe I'll see it Wednesday of tech. I was going to say at the very least you could come in during tech. Yeah, that's and true. Watch. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do that because I yeah. do really want to see it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's that's going really well. I'm excited. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's not a nice. <laughs> this is a nice. 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 <laughs> and we both saw a play, too. Ridiculous. We did. Yeah, at different times. We did. We did. But yeah. still. Uh, yeah, we both uh, saw Tartuffe at Western yeah. Reserve Playhouse. This, Which I've also, this I'd also weekend. never seen. Until, yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah it's, it, nobody does Moliere around yeah, not here. Really. Like, Apparently that's the one, like if places are going to do one that's the one they tend to do right you know? yeah so it does get done more than his other stuff right which I, yeah I, i'm kind of surprised by honestly especially that we don't after, do more of his stuff um it, not only one that we don't do more of his stuff but two that if you're gonna do one it's tartuffe um because hmm. like especially after being a part of scapan yeah i don't know like i don't know that tartuffe is his best show yeah i don't I don't know. I really liked School for Wives, too. Yeah, School for Wives was great. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this one just... if Yeah, this one seemed a little different to me. It's, yeah. It seemed like it was much more about um, the rhetoric than than the sort of physical bits. Yeah. Yeah, which maybe that's why, because the rhetoric is easier to kind of learn and rehearse and block and everything right. than it is to do those kind of commedia right. physical bits yeah that and could be. yeah yeah to come up with the physical business yeah yeah that was good though 
Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, totally. It was my first time at Western Reserve Playhouse, and I I really like the space. Yeah, it's my first time being in there in 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the only other time I've been in there was I saw something 10 years ago, and it's way different yeah. now than it was then, at least in my memory. It's been much... It's a lot nicer, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it felt like Coach House to me, bigger a bigger version of Coach House. Yeah, kind of. It had that sort of intimate... Yeah, know. yeah, had a had a very similar feel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a cool space. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it, and they're doing some shows this year that I'm I'm interested in. Yeah, um, audition for. Oh, they're doing Assassins, right? They are, yeah. which I'm very excited. If 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 nothing else, to go see. Yeah, because nobody does it. Yeah, that, and yeah. Fuck that show. I've never good. seen it. God damn, it's a yeah. great show. Yeah, that's a really good one. I did it um, when I was at Kent. Uh, we did a, a black box, uh, like student theater production of it, mm. and it was oh, it was great. <laughs> Who were you? Uh, Cholgosh. Cholgosh, working man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only dude who doesn't sing in his own ballad. Weird. Yeah, yeah. He huh. does the gun song right before, and then it transitions into the ballad of Cholgosh, and mm. he doesn't sing during That's that. Weird. Yeah, it's interesting. I like yeah. the gun song. Gun song's great. All the songs are yeah. great. Um, but yeah, that's I love that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're doing that. That's exciting. Yeah. They're doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. Yeah, which that's a great show. They're doing a Jane Austen too. Emma. Uh, yes, that's their show after Bridges of Madison County. Right. Which uh, my wife, <laughs> um, Sarah is directing. Yeah, as yeah. we speak. Yeah, she's at rehearsal she's right there. now. Yeah finally giving us some goddamn peace and quiet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no she's she's directing bridges of madison county over there which Mm -hmm. oh man that's a good show i'm yeah i don't know it at all oh it's so good yeah yeah it's jason robert brown right right so yeah um if you don't know same guy who did last five years Uh, does it sound like him if you know what you're listening to, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. if you're somebody, <laughs> I'm sorry, am I boring you? <laughs> no, go uh, on. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're somebody who knows what his his music sounds like, um, it's you know definitely has a lot of his hallmarks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it isn't. It doesn't sound just like you know songs for a new world or mm-hmm. or the last five years just in a different format. It it has its own sound and um, mm. it's it's really the music is beautiful. The story is problematic, but that's yeah. just is you it? know. Well, it's about it's about an affair. Like oh, it it really romanticizes this oh. this woman's affair. Huh. So. You know that's not great, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just weird. Like it seems, it seems random for me to that that's Jason Robert Brown did, did a musical version of Bridges of Madison County. It seems yeah. really random. Yeah, my my pet theory is that uh, when this was like big. Uh, and you know, being in you know, was it in production and rehearsals, and then like you know, getting ready for Broadway and everything. While that was happening, they were doing post production on the last five years, the movie. And mm. my pet theory is that Jason Robert Brown was like, 
everyone's going to see my autobiographical story of my affair Hmm. in a few months. So I need to do a story (laughs) about a woman's very romantic affair that people really like now Mm. to temper that. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's possible. My, that's my pet. Well, theory. it's definitely a, a theme that must resonate with him, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. But but yeah, so she's directing that, and I'm very excited to go see it. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's a, another one I don't know if I'll be able to. That I one might, you really might not be able to. Yeah. yeah. Unless I could pull off that, you know, I'll go Wednesday of Tech Week. Yeah, which, you, which I could. I mean, you probably could, and I'm sure Sarah would let you. <laughs> yeah she'd better yeah um yeah well that's cool yeah, yeah we're all that's... about to start into i mean i've got one more week and then i was gonna say yeah I'll be into you... rehearsals too for what for the nether at obama yeah yeah are you excited yeah i am very okay yeah i am i'm excited to like since all new people yeah new to me people right and that's always exciting and it's definitely a kind of show unlike what I've been doing lately. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a very... Uh, definitely a departure. Yeah. It's it's kind of a messed up play. Yeah. But... Shit's my bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some interesting stuff in it. I mean, it's like a, it's like a really dark Twilight Zone episode or Black Mirror. I was going to say, yeah. Is, I guess, a better, um, a more apt comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much like some Black Mirror shit about yeah. <laughs> virtual reality and yeah, totally. Yeah, and the kid is a real kid. She's like twelve. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be weird to have like someone that age around during rehearsals. Yeah, yeah, and having it be so, you know. Yeah, Sarah and I talked about that a little bit actually. Yeah, because um, apparently that's what the script calls for. Yeah, it does. Um, that yeah. it it. If you don't know, the show is is kind of vaguely about like uh, a virtual reality space where pedophiles can go, right? And so, and like, indulge the... in there, and it's like a virtual reality. Everyone has a username and stuff. So, like, it, any of the avatars that you encounter in this virtual world are are they're controlled by real people, right? In the real world, yeah. So, like, the big central question is like, if there's this space where they can go and and act on these impulses in a space where mm-hmm. nobody is hurt. Yeah. Is it, it like, where, yeah, how, how, how bad, yeah, should that be stopped? How bad is it? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so like the script says that it calls for um, the, the child mm-hmm. to be played by an actual, like, <sighs> child. Yeah. Because the, the reasoning the script gives is that um, the audience knows that nothing is going to happen to an actual child right. on stage that yeah that we're not gonna we're not going to see a staged rape of an actual child right whereas if you use an adult actor portraying a child mm-hmm. then the audience is always wondering yeah um but we we as an audience inherently know that a child is going to be safe on the stage yeah which is interesting because yeah and i think that the, i mean at least there's some logic to that that makes some sense to me. That, totally. That if it was, if I knew watching that it was like a 20-year-old playing, 
in the in the script what is said is like a, a little girl then i would constantly be like okay when is this right when's it gonna pop off <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's yeah it's an interesting thing how would you feel about if you had a if like that was your daughter say and I, it was like a few... oh man i would feel i don't know i would feel weird about it but it would be it would be one of those things where there are just a lot of conversations yeah a lot of conversations right. before a lot of conversations after a lot of conversations during just constantly checking in to be like how are you doing how do you feel yeah everything okay like yeah because you don't ever see obviously you don't see anything happen to her but but it's the implied. way it is implied is is scenes that she's in and she talks about right yeah that it's it's fairly disturbing yeah yeah it's some, <laughs> some messed up stuff but yeah. it's interesting yeah yeah mm. so that starts soon yeah mm-hmm. we're all just making shit i know it's crazy and yet still finding some time to consume i'm on the yeah. last episode of the punisher season two. Oh. oh oh it's so good i know oh it's, it's so, good. so good how about that um that episode when when you see pilgrim Ooh, fight his way out of that bar oh jesus yeah it's brutal oh it's so well shot too because yeah. you see him just like beat to shit and then it goes back and you see how he got each of the wounds as he dresses them yeah which i thought it's, yeah that was oh, cool it's a really good framing device but yeah, that was fuck. Cool. oh it's brutal i love he's my favorite character i think in the new season he's so interesting yeah 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 i think he's fantastic yeah i like curtis too oh uh, curtis is great yeah yeah um, yeah he's a he's just a good he's a good guy yeah he's just doing his best yeah, they like they really they show Frank does some not awesome stuff. Yeah, Frank really kind of steers into the skid of of being the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, like, it, yeah. It's it's uh it's it's rough doing. Like some of his tough love on um Amy, you know the it's yeah. like holy crap, dude. You that's <laughs> a kid. Yeah, yeah. You gotta so, calm down. Which is more of the interesting, like who who does the show want us to feel like we identify with? Because it yeah. seems like it's not him. No, because we see him do do things, and we're always kind of like, oh, ugh. yeah, ah. yeah. We like that he's our hero, but we don't feel like we are him. No, and I. I don't know that the show has one of those. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I would have I, said in the first season, I would have said like mi- micro and yes, but this one, and for a while I thought it was going to be the girl mm-hmm. and it is sometimes. Yeah. But they kind of like, as the season g- progresses, it becomes about other things. Right. And she, you know, she does, she isn't quite the center of like every episode you know yeah yeah i feel like i don't know i feel like this is a show for like broken people you know <laughs> i mean yeah it, like all the characters are these really broken people yeah and kind of and they're all broken by similar things which is kind of cool so it's like seeing how you know how different people can react to the to same kinda, source yeah. of trauma and yeah. how they like all are working through whatever it is they're working through yeah it's really it's it's really good it's really well written but like a lot of the other like i know most of the netflix marvel shows are about broken people yeah (laughs) but 
this one in particular, normally there is like kind of a character you can kind of latch onto and you see through Mm -hmm. their eyes and you kind of are able to take in the world through, through Mm -hmm. their experience. But yeah, Punisher is just like it. Everybody's just really broken. Yeah. And that's kind of just how it is. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then when you like add in the element of, of, the body count, you know, like, oh yeah, these people, like all of these people are killers. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, you know, the stakes become higher. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like it though. I liked it a lot. It's really good. I yeah. can't wait to finish the last episode. <laughs> oh, so then you, you must've seen then if you only have one left, the, like the shootout at the hotel where, Shoot out at the hotel, or like a um, whatever it is where. Oh, where, where uh, Amy is is like hold up with her friend. Yes, and they come to like get her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was good. that was good. Yeah, that was really good. good. It's nasty shit. Yeah, it's nasty. Oh, it's nasty, nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! But yeah. yeah. Other than that, I haven't really been consuming anything, but trying yeah. to get my way through through that, and then I'm gonna do uh, Daredevil yeah. season three. Oh, that's awesome! And then probably Iron Fist season two. Oh and... yeah, I have to finish Luke Cage season two still. Yeah, I need to start Luke Cage season two. Yeah, I'm gonna finish that. Yeah. But yeah, working on it, getting caught up slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the West Ring, West Ring, West Ring, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, those are my two go tos. Still chugging through moment. those. Yep. Nice. Yeah, they're so they good. are. Yeah, it's sort of like we've been talking about. It's like the perfect, uh, like one two punch of, of like optimistic government show. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the federal scale with the serious problems with West Wing, but they're all good people trying to do their best right and then i got parks and rec for the small local government and everyone just loves each other and their job yeah (laughs) they love each other and their jobs they're just doing their best everybody's just trying to make the world better oh my god one park at a time the microchip is compromised (laughs) (laughs) time to get off the floor but the floor is my friend (laughs) it's the best episode Uh, yeah that that one was one of my favorites. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Leslie Monster, and this is Nightline. <laughs> I would like uh, to respond to your question with another question. Why is your face all made of swirls? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about you should watch parks yeah, and recreation watch parks and recreation it's really good oh it is so good what a good Everybody's cast great. oh yeah nick offerman is a genius oh he's so good although it kind of does seem like that's like he's not unlike that in real life at least his celebrity persona kind of I mean, yeah that's like the persona he puts on but there's actually a lot of uh like interviews with him where he was like that's not who i am yeah like i know i like i seem kind of gruff but like there's a great quote from him where uh he he was on some show and somebody was asking him about like being manly or whatever and he was like Mm. a lot of people ask me 
you know, about tips for like being a man's man and being manly. And he was like, but what they don't understand is that I'm the, the son in our family who went to theater school. Like <laughs> I'm the one who, who learned how to act and who like cries at movies and plays. Like I, <laughs> I'm the opposite of that person. I just play that guy. <laughs> it's like, it's such a great, great quote. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah, it's and it's that thing. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not actually, <laughs> not actually him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that is funny, isn't it? That like, I don't know those guys that become like that's a man, that's a man's man, right? It's those sort of celebrities, especially when they're actors, it's kind of like, well, do you realize, you know, what they do that. That they're artists. Right. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I feel That's like kind of there may be some exceptions to that rule. Like, I assume Sam Elliott is like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford, he seems like he's. Yeah. He's like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, like, there are some people who are like, they're cast that way because that's just like who they are. Right. But like Hugh Jackman. Oh man, that no. dude's such a big softy. Yeah, and he's a singer and dancer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one <laughs> of his first big things was Oklahoma, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just tricked everyone into thinking he's manly. Yeah. Well, he is. Because you can also. He is manly. The thing. Yeah, he's you can be. Like... Ma- That's what I, I'm, I like lately is any time to. Where you can like. So you can be. You can be quote unquote manly, but still be a good person. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. The the idea of non toxic masculinity. Yeah. That... Like Goku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Christopher Reeve, Superman. Yeah. 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 Perfect example. Yeah. Of non toxic masculinity. Yep. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. We got a bunch of listener questions. Yeah, we did. Should we should we get to them? Let's do it. Hell yeah. So we have to start with a couple we got last week that came in after the Oh, yeah, the they wire. came in under the wire. Yeah. After the wire, under the wire. After the wire. Underwire, overwire. Bra. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, cuz they came in while we were recording, so it, or no, like right after we were done recording. Yeah. So they just uh they got they got missed. Um but yeah, the first one uh, was a question from Jeremy Jenkins, uh, and his question was: Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know my answer. I know my answer too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? Mine's De Niro. Okay. Why? I just prefer. I I've always liked him better. I think part of it is like I had se- I've seen his work more. I haven't sure. seen. There are some like quintessential Pacino performances that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, though I, I certainly think the stuff that like there's a reason why I feel like people ask between those two because they're well, both yeah. freaking awesome. Um, yeah, I'd say De Niro because I've okay. seen. I feel like I've seen more of his work and and yeah. he's still like he seems to be still finding interesting projects like there was a while where he was doing the you know the meet the fockers and, and right. all these kind of bad goofy <laughs> things 
but now it like paychecks. yeah now it seems like he's he's doing interesting work okay. again yeah i buy that yeah yeah what's your answer uh why don't we have both oh <laughs> like that little girl from the taco commercial yeah there's room for both there is room for, for both. Sure. Yeah, I don't really have a preference one or the other. They're both great. Um, their their films aren't really stuff that I like watch a ton of. Yeah. So I I also I feel like I can't make a a well informed decision <laughs> between the two. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I I end up. Yeah, but, that's that's fair. But they're both Man, great. Some, I mean, The Godfather is just so good. He's really good in it. I've never seen, never the, seen the Godfather. Godfather? No. Oh man, and you've never seen Goodfellas either. No. Which I think you'd really like Goodfellas. I mean, yeah. Godfather is is genius. Um, Goodfellas is also very good okay. and really fun. Good De Niro movie. Well, there there you go. I know. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, there we go. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had a question from James uh, last week, which I think he gave us another one. Um, this week, but mm-hmm. we'll do this one first. I said, could you maybe possibly talk on the line of reality versus make-believe? Like, what happens when a performer believes too much or not enough? How do you feel when someone goes too deep into their character and then their personal life suffers as a result? Uh, and then Derek Winger asked, do you mean people that, quote, go method, or just allowing a certain character to bleed too much into your real life, or both? And James said, all of the above. Um, hmm. So I feel like maybe we've talked about this a little bit, but I don't know that we've really delved into it a ton. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't... But it's, man, I don't know. I don't really have a, a, a personal opinion on other people who, who do this. Um, you know, whatever, however works for you, you know, getting into character and doing, doing the role and everything. I, whatever whatever your process is go for it but i do you you do have to take care of yourself um mm-hmm. when it starts to cross the line and and affect your personal life um in in negative ways i think you got to be able to take a step back and and kind of separate yeah. you know reality and and the the world of the play this is a thing that seems to happen more to movie actors yeah or at least you hear stories about that a lot more right. the idea that that a, a that a theater actor would get so lost in being in character that like i don't know maybe it happens and it's just not as visible because it's not a movie star. Yeah. You know, but I, think... I feel like we, we hear a lot more about like the kinds of things that movie actors do when they're in character all the time, you know? Yeah. I think <clears throat> it, there's a, a somewhat famous story um, where it did happen while Daniel day Lewis was still doing stage work um, that it would happen to him. And like, I don't know if you've heard the story, but that that's why he stopped doing stage work because he was uh playing hamlet and on stage he was so in the world of the play that he like saw the ghost of his father and he apparently like left stage and that's the last stage performance he ever did (laughs) wow um so he yeah that you know which you know daniel day lewis is a lunatic anyway but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that kind of... And I guess here's the other thing. If you are 
paying all your bills with performance work and you don't have a day job or like and you have surrounded yourself with understanding people if getting that into character where you're in it like day in and day out mm-hmm. works for you i it, i mean you know go for it just make sure you're not damaging yourself well no and also like who are you doing that for you know um I, like I'm, i don't i don't know i tend to that kind of stuff tends to make me roll my eyes a little bit when I hear stories like that about, you know, the Jared Leto sending those crazy, like those crazy used condoms and stuff he would send to castmates because he's like, hi, I need, I need to live like the Joker. Like, that's yeah, obnoxious. That's obnoxious. And that, like, <clears throat> that's obnoxious because it doesn't actually match the character. <laughs> Right, you and know it, what I mean. And it is negatively like impacting other people. Right, and that's that's the thing. Like, if you're, See, I'm sure Will Smith is like, dude, I get it. Can you just show up and act? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if your process hurts yourself or those around you, that's bad. Like <clears throat> that that crosses a line. Yeah, because like the whole. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like. The purpose of acting is is to pretend you know (laughs) like that's well i mean that that's the question isn't it is what is what is the purpose of acting that is the right is it are you showing as it showing or putting the mirror up to nature but then what does that mean to you you right right because there's a up to nature there's a line from the pillow man that's um you know the the only duty of a storyteller is to tell a story yeah so yeah you know how how do you accomplish that right if if it is something where you you know feel that you are are not able to tell the story without fully inhabiting you know this this character you know day in and day out for the the course of the process then okay just like yeah. take care of yourself and don't hurt other people. Yeah. Well, and also like I I think I'm leery of a process like that also because it leaves out because it's, there's it almost seems like there's no room in it for other people. There's no room for your fellow actors and what they're doing. You know what I mean? It seems like it's a very self-centered process as opposed to um you know, having a more open, responsive, I'm able to take what I'm getting from you and like giving other people your energy rather than keeping it all to yourself. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Hmm. Um, cause I think, I, I don't disagree that it is a self-centered process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to really, you know, go method and, and, you know, be this, this character. But I don't think that precludes you from being able to receive what other people are giving you, you know, on set or on stage and mm-hmm. giving back. It just, there's no, I think the argument would be, there's no filter of you in mm-hmm. the way of that process. If you are, you know, trying to live as that character all the time, then, you know, like, you, Jason, are not in the way. There's no hmm. interpretation of, 
of what's being given and what's going back out. It's just a complete open... You're not talking to, you know, uh, if if we were doing this for Lion and Winter, and let's say, you know, Derek was was going method with Richard, mm-hmm. you know, then it, it wouldn't be me talking to Derek, who's playing Richard. It would be me talking to Richard, right. who is then talking back, is, is I, I think, the... Yeah, the thought process there. Would you prefer that though to having a piece of yourself still in there? Uh, I mean, it would really depend on the process and the the character. Uh, I I've never been in a situation where I've felt the need to really dig in that much. Uh, I mean there. I think I've talked on the podcast before about how a lot of times I do tend to um, it, it, characters will leech into my personal life sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know behaviors or or uh, you know, thought processes or you know manners of speech or that that kind of stuff like little things like that will creep into my my life but i've never felt the need to go like whole hog mm-hmm. like i'm gonna be philip all the time mm-hmm. um so for me that would be a really hard thing to do to really break down those barriers um so for the 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 right project if it was something where i really needed to not have things in the way hmm. then i think that could be beneficial yeah, you know, I kind of wonder. I, I think I like more and more when I get to see the the spirit of the person coming through. Sure. Um, yeah, it's something that's I think that is really satisfying about that, and that that seems more natural. You know, like if. Because you're not trying to force down your own natural instincts to, to put something false on top of it, you know? Yeah. Which is not to say, like, you still have to be in the world of the play and play the circumstances and all that stuff. But but I kind of like being able to see the, the spirit of the actor. Because that's sort of what you're casting. Yeah. I guess it, not necessarily, but... At least the way that I like to think about casting is it's like that, yeah. Like we cast what well, what is yeah, your spirit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, that's the other thing is more often than not we are cast in roles that we as a person bring something particular to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's never I I've never felt the need to like really go method because there's always something about the character that that is bound to something in me. Right. You so can latch onto something. Right. I also wonder if this happens more on film because they shoot out of order. Maybe. You know, that it's that 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 way of working has become more popular just because it's like maybe for the people who use it it's easier to I had to film the end today and tomorrow we're shooting the scene in the middle and like having somehow to convincingly portray all that stuff out of order like that we're in a play we've got every night we get to 
live the story from beginning to end. Right. We have the full arc. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, I've never felt the need to personally do it. I yeah. I don't judge anybody who who does no. feel the need to do that as long as they're as being long as safe. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah, to themselves and to other people. Yeah. Most definitely. Oh, most definitely. Oh, most definitely. Um, so, yeah, those were our uh, requests from from last week that we uh, didn't get a chance to, to talk about. Um, and then we got some more. Yeah, we did. Uh, let's see. Uh, this past Friday, we got a, a topic, uh, a talking point from Trey Gilpin. Thanks, Trey. Trey. Uh, yeah, and he said, a fun throwaway topic and something you may or may not have already covered. I think we may have already covered it, but we'll keep going anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the value of artistic fluff. For example, I'm opening She Loves Me Tonight, shameless self-plug, and it's a charming bit of musical cotton candy, a simple romantic comedy that's easy for someone to look down their nose at, along with most musicals, but right now it's absolutely feeding my soul. And uh, also, Bevan likes it when you talk about me, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> we also like to talk about you, Trey. Uh, yeah, like I think we've, we have uh talked a lot about the artistic merits of fluff yeah before sure. and and um, i like what uh, jim fippen commented on that oh saying, yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah give me a well-made piece of fluff over an overwrought quote-unquote masterpiece like the miserable any day anytime yeah and he and i are <laughs> opposites <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me an overwrought masterpiece over fluff any day <laughs> uh yeah i mean like fluff fluff is super important uh yeah we do it too much, but it's super important. You think so? <laughs> I I tend to think so. Yeah. Why? Uh, like it's just. And like, are you including TV and movies? Kinda, and that kind of yeah, stuff? yeah. That we consume too much fluff. You think? I think we produce too much fluff. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. We have. We have so much fluff already. There's lots of fluff. <laughs> there's lots of fluff, and it, there's also a lot of you know dark serious stuff too um so you know the it's not that one's better than the other because that's an impossible one makes more money judgment to make one makes more money fluff makes more money yeah and that's part of the reason we keep making it yeah and that's part of the reason we produce it so much right in theater the reason i would say it makes money yeah like we're not doing kiss me kate because of its grand socio-political statements (laughs) yeah we're doing it because the music's nice and it's a fun story and right well yeah and and again we've talked before about how about fun like having something that's fun for fun's sake isn't necessarily is not lacking in artistic value no not at all yeah it, it it still has merit it still has value it takes skill yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, it it does. Can, and you can still reach people that way. You can give people catharsis that way. Yeah. Uh, in surprising ways, like you'll do, you know, doing some fluffy piece and you won't realize that maybe it ends up really touching somebody. And that's, yeah. I've had that happen before. And it's cool and surprising. So, yeah, I mean, like fluff, I think fluff has enormous artistic value and personal value because, like, I don't know, a lot of the things that, like the f- the fandoms that we all become part of, and uh-huh. like the the pop culture stuff, or the art that we most identify with, and the stuff that we like buy shirts of, and mm-hmm. you know that 
it's almost all exclusively fluff. You know? Like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is fluff. Yeah. It's yeah, fluff it's... with complexities and good storytelling and all this stuff, but it's fluff. Yeah, it's fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Something it's very like true. Star Wars is fluff. Yeah. But it's glorious fluff. You know? <laughs> the idea that that kind of fluff that really sparks your imagination and makes people want to create. Right. You know? And that's another big, I think, uh, a thing that fluff can do is it can really inspire your imagination in ways that maybe the more serious dark stuff doesn't or just yeah. di- just different ways you know yeah yeah and i think it just depends on on you know how you are as how you react to things too because i it, me personally i don't feel the the spark of inspiration with fluff as much as i do with with the darker more complex stuff mm-hmm. but that's just how I operate. That doesn't mean fluff doesn't have value or merit. Right. Like, yeah, of course. That's like just Jurassic me. Park, that's fluff. Yeah, Jurassic Park is fluff. But it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic fluff. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's fluff. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. boy, is it fun. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, fluff Fluff is fantastic. Yeah. I just... It's comforting. Yeah, yeah. I think... I don't know. I I... I prefer it when my fluff does have something to say, though. Sure. You know, yeah. like a lot of a lot of golden age musical theater doesn't really have much to say. Like every once in a while there's uh you know, a point to right. something. That the farmer and the cowhand should be friends. Yes. Like <laughs> South Pacific has like the thinnest thinnest <laughs> message of racism is bad in it like yeah wh- while while also being at the same time extremely racist yeah, <laughs> playing into some really troublesome stereotypes yeah so like you know there are there are <laughs> things in a yeah. lot of those musicals where it's like okay there's like something there but it's not like it doesn't really do it for me. Whereas something like uh, the movie we just watched, uh, Sarah and I just watched this last week, uh, The Book of Life. Yeah. Um, which I've watched before is great, great movie. That has I haven't seen it. Like that is is fluff. Like it is a fluffy movie. But it also says a lot about like what it means to. You know what the meaning of like bravery and hmm. how important it is to like be true to yourself and follow your your dreams and your heart. Like it, it says hmm. a lot about that. Kids' um, movies are good for substantial fluff, you know. Sometimes the good ones tend to always have some yeah some sort of message that they're able to yeah like I don't know some, yeah yeah like yeah it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up is great. Toy Story three. The Lion King is how yeah. how bad it is to kill your fellow beings, and how you should only eat bugs instead. Yeah, that is the central yeah, theme that's the of theme. the film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. <laughs> it's a problem free philosophy. <laughs> Hakuna Matata? Hakuna Matata. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Fluff's good. Trey, there. We talked about you. 
Are you happy? Yeah. You and Bevan, both? <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you guys. Uh, and then we got some more questions. Yes, um, we did. This week, uh, Katie Zarecki gave us a great question that we completely, we talked about burnout mm-hmm. a few episodes ago. Completely didn't even think about this aspect of it when we talked about it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but Katie asked... Um, you may have answered something similar before. What do you do to combat burnout? Okay, I get that the first one is taking a break, but I'm asking for when you can't take a break for a while and you're feeling burnout in the middle of working multiple jobs. Hmm. It's a good question Mm -hmm. that does not have a great, clear answer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My, I mean, my immediate advice is you have to find time for yourself in the midst of all those projects yeah um and it's really hard because those moments are when your brain is telling you when you have a down moment that you have to be working because there's so Mm -hmm. many balls in the air you have to be doing something with one of those projects in order to stay up on it yeah but you have to try and find the time to just like sit for, you know, 10, 15, 30 minutes and yeah. read a book or listen to some music right, and like just force it into your schedule. Right. To have downtime or meditate. Yeah. Would be a good thing to do, I think, in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because that's. that's... So if if nothing else, that forces you to sit down for like ten minutes or right. fifteen or however long. Yeah, you're able yeah. to do it. Spotify and uh, a few other places have um, you know guided meditation playlists. Mm-hmm. Use those, man. Those are great, especially if you're not somebody who meditates a lot. It's really good to be able to throw some headphones in and have somebody guide you through a mm. quick meditation. I'd um, say like reaching out to friends too is, I think a that can be a big stress reliever. Yeah. Because just talking about talking about the fact that you're overwhelmed, I think that makes you feel better, you know? Yeah. Like, just talking about stuff out loud, even if you're not asking for anyone to take anything off your plate or solve the problem, you're just like, I don't know, I, I find at least that is, there's a reason therapy's a thing. It is very right. helpful to talk about stuff out loud. Um. Yeah, definitely. To to have a group of supportive people who you can say like right, like let people know when you're God, feeling... I'm swamped right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let people know that because then, then at least you'll know that that the people you, you care about and who care about you are aware of that you're that you're going through a hard time, you know? right? And yeah. like, I don't know. I just think that's. That's a thing that is hard for me to do. Some is like just the act of reaching out or saying like, when someone says "How you doing?" Just like you know, being like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm the I've never been better." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you it don't is, have to lie. Yeah, it is a hard thing. Um, yeah. For for me too, sometimes you know when somebody's like, "How you doing?" Even yeah. to just be like, "Do you really want to know?" The- <laughs> like pretty, you know, pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. You have a a lot of balls in the air. It's kind of kind of rough. But even if you know, it's just saying like, you know, keeping it all together. But yeah. things are really busy right now. If you have you know a group of supportive people around you that 
that's a great a great way to kind of uh, deal with that that burnout. Yeah, it just takes the edge off a little bit. I think, yeah, to be able to complain about it. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and there's a healthy balance. I think there's like there's too much complaining, which is not healthy. You know. Oh there's yeah. There's certainly a sweet spot of like. I just need to bitch about this for like an hour. Right. And then uh and then I'll feel better and it'll I'll be able to keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So those are a couple, you know, yeah. good ways to kind of fight I don't push back the <laughs> yeah, keep the keep <laughs> the darkness at bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um take yeah. time for yourself even if it's just a few minutes and and you know, build a group of supportive people and reach out to them. Yeah, don't keep it all to yourself. Yeah. Don't put your light under a bushel. Yeah. Don't... (laughs) (laughs) Finish it! (laughs) No, I'm dead. (laughs) Ah, beans. (laughs) Um... We got a question from Shane. Uh, how do you know when it's time to move on? In all aspects, where to work, what kind of roles to go for or leave behind, when to add or take work off your plate, etc. Um, another really good question. That Shane yeah. Stahl. I should use the full Shane name. Shane Stahl. <laughs> um, I, in my mind, there are two, two aspects to this question. Um, mm-hmm. One is is on a professional level and one is on a personal level. Right. Um, like, I think, you know, when it's time to to move on in terms of, like, leaving one role uh, or, you know, stop stopping looking for one kind of role to start looking for another or... Uh, uh, if, it's, if it's professionally, like, work-related, mm-hmm. I would say when you start getting offers for the new type of work is when it's time to move on. Um, so if you're doing, you know, a lot of uh, community theater productions um, mm-hmm. and you're doing a lot of, uh, you know, let's say chorus work or, or, you know, musicals or small, small roles um, and you want to do, you know, bigger roles or you want to do a, a different type of, of work uh of course you 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 should always be auditioning for the type of work that you want Mm -hmm. um no matter what it is no matter what level you're at if you want to do a specific type of work you need to audition for that kind of work or you know work go to other people and and you know see if there are ways to make that kind of work happen um but until you start getting the new type of work it's not time to move on. If hmm. you are doing a lot of ensemble stuff and you want to move up to featured roles, go out for those featured roles, but don't stop going for ensemble stuff until you are getting the featured role stuff. Hmm. Um, it, it's, it's hard. It sucks because it can feel like you're spinning your wheels. But if you're not getting the offers and you're not getting the work, you know, if you hmm. are non-equity and you want to, go to equity don't mm. st- don't stop doing non-ec work until you are getting people who will hire you for equity work hmm interesting 
is it, that's my my two cents on a the professional so you front think that at the, least. Yeah, do you think like the that the work should come first? I I mean like ideally they kind of come at the the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's <clears throat> it's just I I don't know. You you otherwise you run the risk of not doing any work. Yeah. And I I don't know that that's better than Well, do you, you think know, it's an appropriate thing to at a certain point decide that you don't want to work for free anymore? I think it's like I think that's a fine decision. Mhm. But if you aren't already getting paid work sure. or getting the offers for paid work, right. you're you're setting yourself up for a rough period of time. Yeah. Well, and you still have to put the work in, of course. Like you well, have of course, to, yeah. You can't just... Because these things don't just come to you. You know, you've got to audition still and make yourself better always as much as you can. Right. <clears throat> but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's... It reminds me a little bit of talking to Bernie about his... The way auditions and roles and stuff work in, in his world... The idea of it was really exciting for him to finally get a guest star role on TV. Yeah. To have his name in the front credits instead of the back. Yeah. And that means more pay and all this other stuff. So then from that point on, ideally, you are only now going in for that level of role and higher. So you don't want to then be, your manager at least doesn't want to then he's not putting you in for this, the smaller stuff that you've been doing at this point. It's like you proved like we proved that you can get to this level. And now, now you're there. We don't want to go backwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, and that like, I, I buy that. That's great for Bernie. He doesn't live in Akron. Well, (laughs) sure. (laughs) No, of course not. So like, you know, in a, a place like, like Akron or Cleveland or something where there's, you know, a ton of uh, theater work and, and that kind of thing. Um, It's, I think it's a lot harder. Well, and that doesn't mean it's easy for Bernie to then get those, those roles. Like it's, it's, you know, the competition is always hard, Yeah. but I think in a, a market like this, it's much easier to build yourself up sure, and you to don't a wanna, certain level, and also like you know, you don't want to close yourself off to, right. to certain options because of some kind of arbitrary rule you've made for yourself, you right? Know? Yeah, because um, that's that just doesn't seem. If you're constantly, if you're constantly working, that's the best, right? That you can kind of hope for, unless you're working at some real jank places <laughs> <laughs> some real garbage dumps yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean obviously, so yeah i mean but... yeah if you want to say i'm only ever going to act now if they give me a salary then have not... fun not acting yeah you're not going <laughs> to act that's a stupid set of parameters to set for yourself especially if you live in this town right um yeah but the other the other part of the question i think I feel if artistically you feel like you're not being fulfilled, you'll know when that happens. Right. Yeah, that was going to be... Then that's when. 
Yep. You move on. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like it's like porn. You know it you when, know you, see it. when it. you see it. Like yeah. it, yep, you, you will know. You're not gonna know until you know. Yeah. And And then it'll be obvious. You'll right. be like, This is not pushing my buttons anymore. Yeah. This is this, this isn't, isn't fulfilling. This isn't yep. the kind of stuff I want to be doing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's time to to move on. And yep. you you know it, you feel it. And then hopefully, you find the opportunities to to act on that. Right. Um, yeah. You can. Well, and that, and that hopefully you can figure out then what what will then fulfill you. Right. Because if this thing used to and it doesn't anymore, then that's part of the the struggle. Is like, okay, I know I don't want to do this forever. Right. But you know, before I decide to let this go, maybe I should figure out what I want to fill it with. <laughs> Right. To replace it with, you know. Yeah, and that's that's the question you have to ask yourself. Is it is it more fulfilling to not be doing the kind of work that isn't satisfying you? Or what and then, you know, take that time to figure stuff out, or is it better to keep doing that work while you work on that other part, even if that means that it might take you longer to figure out hmm. what's really gonna yeah. fulfill that desire. That's you know, that only you can decide that as as an individual. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you'll you'll know it when you feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean I've felt it before a couple times mm. where it's you just kind of yeah realize you, like that, you question like I've at least gotten to that point before you know questioning like is this really what I want Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you can, I don't know, it seems, it can seem easier to just like, well, I have it, I have this, and if I decide to let it go, then that's scarier, because I'll have to find something new, than if I just hold on to this thing and kind of hate it. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, it's tricky, it's a tricky question. Um, Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, I'd say like, you always know when it's time to move on, you always do. Yep. You know, yeah. Then you might need to talk about it a lot with people to convince yourself that it's true. But you know, yeah, you you totally know. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in most things in life, I think that you really like. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. You know, yeah. It's it's like it's like so many other things that you know. So often, uh, I think. in both life and in like, you know, art and that kind of stuff, we we feel something, and we know that it's true. Like we know, mm-hmm. all right, it's I don't want to do this thing, uh, or you know, this isn't the kind of work I want to be doing, or you know, et cetera, et cetera. We feel it, we know it, but we lie to ourselves yes. and keep going. Yeah. Uh, all the time that's yes. it's human nature to do that yes uh to know exactly what you want to do and not do it yep yeah uh, so i think it's just and at the end of the day the only person that you are hurting by not following through on that thing that you know is yourself mm-hmm. so it's ultimately better when you have that realization to go, 
I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this and, mm-hmm. and at the very least start the process of figuring out what I, what I want to do. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'd say that. Yeah. When you know, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we had one more question from James Rankin. Uh, thoughts on dropping one role for another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done that before. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say Again, you... every time I've done it, pay has been involved. Yeah. Uh, every time I have done it, I have dropped either a non-paying role or a very low-paying role for a, a higher-paying opportunity. Now, it also just so happens that the opportunities that were going to pay me were also just better in mm-hmm. general. Sure. <laughs> but uh, it, it, that definitely has has always played a factor when uh, when it, when I've made the decision myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The one time I I did made a, a choice like that once, and it didn't have money because like both were community theater projects, and yeah, it was just like the other one was to me something I couldn't say no to. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but and I guess my th- like if I've started rehearsing though, then that <sighs> yeah, it, it... unless again, unless it's like. Because the thing is, most theaters, while they'll, of course, they don't want to have to replace someone mid-rehearsals, but if you're working at, like, a community theater and you get an opportunity to to go somewhere else that will pay you, then they're, yeah. they're going to understand why right. you had to choose that, you know? Especially, yeah. like, I don't know, if I, if I was already rehearsing something, it would have to be something fairly substantial, I think, right. for me to be like, hey, sorry, guys, I got yeah. to take off. Um. But yeah, when pays and I mean, like people understand, they do. We, we don't as, make any money as actors, right? As, as so long as you're we, professional about it, yeah. Um, and you know, approach it like a human being, and like go to the the director and the, you mm-hmm. know, the whoever that the higher up for the production is or the theater, and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I know this sucks, but I have this opportunity that I really, you know, really would like to take they yeah. they understand um and yeah. you know i i don't recommend making a habit of it cuz no that reputation will get around People yeah won't you you, you won't get cast yeah <laughs> yeah cuz you know at a certain point they'll be like well i'm not going to cast them they're just going to get another opportunity and leave yeah yeah uh so you know it's it's something that should be done sparingly but if it is done sparingly and professionally people understand it yeah um, yeah because they got, I mean, at a certain point, if it's, you know, if you're not, if neither option is going to be something that will, is like a life-changing opportunity, it, it's kind of like you're, you know, you're, it's like a, it's, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't know. There's some extenuating circumstances, I suppose. Yeah, of if course. If you're in Tech Week, don't drop out. Well, That's... yeah, like, uh, like there are, there are <laughs> limits to yeah. that. Like. Even... But if rehearsals haven't even started yet, you know, then I feel like that's that's kind of a different story. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's still inconvenient for the theater that you're canceling on, but. But it's, it's a lot different. Than... Yeah, it's it, that's a much more manageable situation. 
than than if you've started rehearsing. And you know, the closer you get to opening, the the worse it is to yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you're in tech week, yeah, like you're you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> stick it out. You can't yeah. you can't do that to your fellow actors. No. At that point, unless of course, you know, it's all horribly unsafe and. You have well, the opportunity sure. to like GTFO. Yes. Then time to bounce. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I it, it, there are reasonable circumstances for it. And as long as you handle it like a professional, I don't think it's a bad thing. Nah. Yeah. We've both done it. Yeah. And we're professionals. Yeah. I said so <laughs> right at the start of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 oh goodness gracious goodness me i think that's all the uh listener topics there's good ones yeah there's great ones thanks everybody for your your yeah, totally. uh just talking points they were wonderful totally 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 yeah totally totally <laughs> yeah i think I, I don't know i don't i don't know if i have anything else you got anything else you want to talk about I don't know. I don't think so. You don't have to. No. (laughs) No, I guess not. Yeah? Yeah. Hear that bug again. Oh, that motherfucker. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, I see him. He better not land on me again. Just the same one from last week? I assume so. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that at all. No. When it happened. Yeah, no, I feel like um, it's possible I might be getting a cold. Which is way to go. The microchip has been compromised. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it, it, I kind of feel similar. I think it's the weather change. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, it was freaking 60 degrees today. Yeah, yeah, you know, over the course of five days or so, you go from negative seven to 60. Yeah, it is kind of messed it's up. It's going to wreak havoc on your system. Yeah. So. Let's hopefully it just is just today and then I'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. That's how I mean, it works, the, right? What's What's the weather like tomorrow? I think it'll be in the 30s. 30s? All right, so like normal so. January yeah. weather then, or February. Yeah. Jesus, we're into February. Jesus. God. I know, right? High of 43 tomorrow. God, 43, then 51, then 59, then 35. Jesus. I'm just going to be a disaster this week. This weather's <laughs> a fever. A fever! Las Vegas. God! <laughs> <laughs> Why? (laughs) (laughs) The worst. Yeah. Oh, God. We should probably stop talking, I guess, then. (laughs) How long have we been... I always have to ask. How long (laughs) have we been going? You always have to ask. Like an hour Uh, 20? uh, Just about. Hour 18. Yeah. Yeah. I checked my watch. Well, then why did you ask? (laughs) I don't... Because I didn't know the... I didn't know exactly. Well, that's... I mean, that's true. (laughs) Also, you're not wearing a watch. Don't lie to our listeners. No, I'm not. I checked my phone. your phone. I'm not wearing my watch today. Way to go. I know. I'm wearing mine. I know. I noticed. (laughs) But it's electronic, though. It's like having a phone on your wrist. I mean, kinda, yeah. It shows me my messages and everything. Yeah, it's just a phone with a strap. You're a phone with a strap. (laughs) (laughs) Apple bottom jeans. My watch isn't wild. Foam with the strap. <laughs> she turned around and gave that big booty a slap. <laughs> oh, oh boy. God. All right. I'm going to 
wrap this shit up. If you like what we do, we are on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. Uh, if you haven't already, please go onto iTunes, leave us a rating and review, and subscribe. It really helps us out, and we would be forever grateful. We are on Twitter, at BackstageBuds. You can use the hashtag BackstageBuds to get in touch with us there. We have a Facebook group. It is Backstage Buddies Podcast. That's where people are leaving all these wonderful uh, suggested yeah. talking points. So if you have anything you want us to talk about, hop on the Facebook group. Uh, let us know there. Um, we also have an email account. It is BackstageBuddiesCast at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us a message there if you have anything that you don't want to appear on a public forum. Uh, and I think that is it. You got anything else? No, I do not. All right, let's wrap it up then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Backstage Buddies. I'm Jason. I'm Joe. Exit pursued by a bear. Go Pats! Oh, God. Arr.